I'm Janet Forrest, Head of Adult Programs, and this is the Nantucket Athenaeum Podcast. This July, we will present our 15th annual Nantucket Dance Festival, which brings world-class dancers and performers to the island and supports our mission to provide free year-round services and programs to our community. In celebration of the 15-year milestone, I spoke with Artistic Director Tyler Engel about what to expect at this year's festival, how the festival has evolved during his tenure, and all the ways the week-long event has woven itself into the fabric of the island community. In this first episode, he opens up about what it's like for the dancers to make the transition from large, world-class venues to our comparatively small stage at the Nantucket High School. I mean, it's so strange because every time I'm telling, even, you know, dancers who have performed in opera houses all over the world, I'm like, no, it's actually a really lovely space to watch dance. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's a, we have an excellent stage. It's sprung. It's like, you get this idea that you're in a proscenium house, but it's very intimate. And so that changes work. You know, people that are used to seeing different ballets at the, Metropolitan Opera House or the new David H. Koch Theater have a different relationship with that work when it is shown at the Nantucket High School, when they're like up close, when they can see the dancers, when they can hear the dancers. And so I really like when things change like that. Like there are a lot of times when I've heard from people, you know, through intermediaries, like one time our you know production director, Mark Stanley, was in the house and someone in the audience was like, oh, not that ballet, because they had seen it at City Ballet. And we presented it with like slightly different costumes and it was in a much more intimate setting. And then he heard them going out being like, that really wasn't bad, you know what I mean? And that doesn't sound like an endorsement, but it was a wonderful way to show something in a new light that gives people like a different in. I like that, that's always a goal. Just to add on to that, something, I'm not someone that goes to New York and sees dance. And to be in an island that is 30 miles out to sea and to have access to that kind of dance for $25, $30, it's very accessible. And to be that close and that intimate and to hear the dance shoes hitting the floor and to hear the shuffling of the costumes, you're that close, you can hear it. It's, it's really amazing. And that's a, an excellent point too, because it's it's giving people who may have some familiarity with pieces and dancers a different perspective, but then it's also giving some people their first introduction to all of these names. I mean, yeah, you can barely ever see Isabella Boylston for $30 anywhere, and you're definitely never going to see her for $30 that up close and personal. And it's really, it's nice too, because I think that coming to the island, you know what I mean? Just that little the short flight and the different atmosphere also changes people's onstage personas. I actually think because the idea of the performance is actually to benefit a super worthy public organization that does so much for its community, it really changes how people are like focused on what they're doing. It's not just come here, I'm do, I'm putting on a gala and I'm going to pay you a million bazillion dollars and you're going to have to dance for 15,000 people in Girona. And that has a different stress than, than coming to do this, but it's like the level of performance is still there. 
But the dancers don't have their normal day-to-day -day stresses. Their, you know, bosses aren't there. They don't have, you know, you don't feel like someone's sort of like breathing down your neck to really like deliver. But oftentimes in those situations, like that's when people really deliver. You know, and that's what I kind of think is exciting. I love, and I think it's because I am a performer. I'm in the theater business. I really love, like when I go to a music festival, I'm an I'm a avid amateur pianist and I play all the time terribly. Um, and I've tortured actually some people at the Nantucket Dance Festival. Jared and Susan and myself did a little tribute to Molly Anderson her, for her last festival and we played, um, but Susan was at, there to keep us afloat. But anyway, I love music and I go to music festivals and what I like almost even more than the big performances are the masterclasses and the rehearsals where you get to see people like I was just describing, sort of unburdened by that, like the curtain goes up and you have to deliver. You see people like experimenting, taking different risks and doing things. There's like a different kind of electricity when people don't have that kind of pressure. And that's actually what I feel we are able to tap into in the performance. It feels good to be doing things for other people. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels good actually to have some pursuit that's beyond yourself. Listen, ballet dancers are vain. We, you have to be, you're looking in a mirror all day, uh, whether or not it's like a, and it's not always vain glorious. Like sometimes it feels terrible to be looking in the mirror all the time and to be so focused on what you're doing and how your body looks and all of these things. But it is by its nature also somewhat of a service as well. What we do in performance is like we're, we're giving. People need art, people need that in their life. It's how you process, it's how you make sense of things, it's how you sort of can organize that other part of your brain that's not like only working on things, whether that is literature or music or dancing or painting or something like we, you have to have some pursuit that's beyond yourself like that. The festival is a way, it's like to remind all of us that like we're doing this for others as well. It's not just, it's not just a personal pursuit. You talked about the taking the pressure off and just being about the dance. And I remember that in the videos during 2020, we reimagined the festival, made it all virtual. And you had these dancers sometimes in their living room, sometimes in a studio, but not with the lights and not with the stage doing really magical dancing. But there was a lightness and a, a playfulness about it because it wasn't for 1500 people and it wasn't at, you know, three hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so interesting. Can you talk a little bit about that? It, it was an extraordinary effort to to do that because Jared, Lauren, and myself, like, we're not video editors and or website designers and or any of those things. But we just knew that we needed to do something. You know, so in, in some way, it was like a little bit of like a selfish endeavor. Like our brains and bodies and souls need something to to work on. But then we also realized that like the other dancers who were involved in the project also needed that. And even though we were doing these really, again, it's like, it wasn't like, oh, there's a pandemic and you haven't been doing anything and yada, 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 yada. We're just going to do like pretend things and sneak. No, everybody was like in point shoes. They were jumping. They were returning. We were, did, I mean, we did all the solos from Balanchine's Divertimento number 15. That's wild. Like on any given day, that's wild. But like you were saying, there was this lightness of spirit because it was it was kind of like an exhale. I mean, especially in a time when no one wanted to even breathe. 
all of a sudden being able to be back in a studio and getting these things like all these people like separately and then getting them together like in the videos people were able to be in a big space and breathe and move their bodies and it was like this really wonderful release and not not that different from again like in a normal year people being able to come to the island and actually like breathe and release and like reconnect with why why do i like doing this why is this something that i've devoted my life to it's not it's not just about like the paycheck on friday and like it's not just about the applause and like the stress and that it's really because like we love to move like our bodies love to actually like make these shapes and do these things so that's like an interesting parallel that i didn't even really think about but i think that again that's the goal like whether or not we're in the middle of the pandemic or whether it's a normal year or whether we're half in the middle of a pandemic and we did a bunch of those performances outside my my goal obviously is to raise money for the library but it's to really be able to like get an environment and a space where these individual artists are able to practice their craft in a way that sort of recharges and feeds them to then go back into their normal life it's my favorite event of the whole year you know we're I'm doing these things all year long like i work full time in theaters all over the world but this is my absolute favorite dance event This has been a production of the Nantucket Athenaeum. It was written, narrated, and edited by me, Janet Forrest. Special thanks to Tyler Engel for bringing the dance festival to Nantucket year after year. The Nantucket Dance Festival will run from July 18th to July 23rd, and many events are free and open to the public. You can find all the details and where to buy tickets at nantucketathenaeum.org.